0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Sense Show. This is Dave Hodges, your host. I'm the host that is hopefully leading the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. It's really great to be with you. We have a terrific guest for you today and Susan Bradford We're going to be talking about a topic that is really near and dear to my heart. We're going to, we have a bunch of topics up on the roster here, but time permitting, uh, I don't think we're going to get to all of them, but uh, there's always another part. But we're going to be talking about Obama's involvement in being an agent provocateur leader in the January 6th insurrection. We already know about Ray Epps. Uh, I had one of Ray Epps neighbors write to me and say, oh, Dave, he's a nice guy and a patriot. Excuse me, I saw the video. There's no taking back what he said. He was provoking people to go on Capitol grounds the day before and even knew it and they called him a Fed. So um, Obama's gone way beyond that. We're gonna get into that with Susan and uh uh, time permitting we're going to be talking about other things that obama's doing in conjunction (laughs) with bush and it's he's trying to keep money out of your pocket so hopefully we'll get both of those covered today but we're going to definitely start with the january 6th issue because it's very very timely the first part of this program is brought to you by noble gold and noble gold is here to help you diversify, and the worst thing you can do right now is leave all your money in the bank, go traditional, because the economy is going to hell in a handbasket. And I don't know what the end is going to look like. I mean, if the government stops printing money, we'll have a complete economic collapse. If they keep printing money, eventually we'll hyperinflate. What that tolerance level is for our currency, I don't know. It really depends, honestly, how many nations we can keep in the. Uh, petrodollar satellite group in other words they got to buy the dollar before they can buy oil that's evaporating rapidly and so I don't know what that date is but I know what they can do they can do for you what they did for me they can get you into gold silver they can back your IRA or 401k with precious metals so if your bank or business that sponsored it goes broke you don't lose your investment This is why you owe yourself a conversation and there's two ways to get a hold of them you go to goldbeforelate.com and you can have them send you material they won't pester you they're very very soft sell or you can call them at 877-646-5347 again that's 877-646-5347 or go go to gold before and that's the word before goldbeforelate.com i'd recommend doing this if you have assets to protect you have got to diversify and you've got to go with something that stands the test of time which is precious metals anyway susan's on the line with us susan i'm, I'm glad you're here and things are taking a very nasty turn towards the american people in january 6th is kind of the catalyst date for this it's the reichstag fire as my friend Doug Thornton, uh, recently retired from DHS, likes to say, he calls this the Reichstag fire, and I totally agree with him. So we're, we're going to be talking about Obama and his people. You know, Let me ask you a question. Is Obama mm-hmm. set up shop close enough to the White House he really has day-to-day control?
1: Um, he was at one point. I, I think he, he didn't want to leave um, Capitol Hill. I don't know where he, where he is housed right now. But it wouldn't surprise me if he were.
0: Yeah, I know when he left office, he set up very close to the Capitol, like blocks away. He did. Yeah, it just... Yeah, he did. Okay. Well, he's still... This is like his third term, isn't it?
1: (laughs) It is. I think he... uh, I think um, Trump may have been sort of a half a term. He was kind of working behind the scenes there, too. But um, I think Biden is definitely his third term.
0: You know, before we jump into this, I'm going to present a position statement and then I want you to either support it or to attack it. And I don't get offended easy, believe me. Um, It's my belief that Trump came into power sincere. He did away with the TPP, which was handing over the control of the government to corporate interests, and he destroyed it. He brought manufacturing back from overseas. Those are both huge no-nos with the deep state and the globalist bankers. He took him on head-on, and he was winning. But somewhere mm-hmm. along the line, he lost esteem. I don't know if he's Epstein-compromised or, or, or what happened to him, but he clearly lost esteem in his last year of the presidency. But in the first couple of years, he kicked the butt of the very people you and I talk about.
1: Yes, he did. Um, I, I would agree with that. Um, um, I, I think that... Um, The Rothschilds, uh, prior prior to his election, um, the Rothschilds had promised to bring uh, bring forth Nesera Gisera. Um, uh, To that end, they were were going to restore integrity to the government. They were going to unleash new prosperity programs. um, And they were going to begin to do right by the American people. Um, Donald Trump was leading the effort to do so and I think what they did is they waited until they were like they could kind of reposition themselves to um, kind of prevent um, these positive changes from taking place Um, and I think in the the meantime while Trump was trying to implement um, a positive agenda for the people they were obstructing him every bit of the way so you you can actually see this in, in the lobbying reports Like on the one hand that they're raising money to support Trump and on the other hand they're supporting his opposition
0: no, oh, that's classic. <laughs> Control both sides of the narrative. Yeah, exactly. That's absolutely classic. I mean, we see it today. You look at big tech. Republicans go on Fox News and put down big tech. Oh, this is terrible. And then they go back to Congress and accept their campaign donations.
1: Correct. And I think the Heritage Foundation um, received, I think they have um, came under fire for this, for, for taking money from, from Google
0: and Amazon yeah. and all the
1: big tech companies that are censoring conservatives.
0: Yeah, I remember when I was first exposed to the idea that the early industrialists, Rockefeller, Carnegie, so forth, were they robber barons or just captains of industry who were aggressive? And when I look at the group that you just mentioned, clearly Google, clearly Mm -hmm. Google robber barons to the nth degree.
1: Correct, and they, they have made um, you know an incredible profit, um, you know, and and uh, you know through the, through this uh, coronavirus um, pandemic, essentially eliminating a main street and becoming like the new go-to business. And I think I read recently that they're now or um, they're, they're now establishing their own brick-and-mortar stores. You know, after they've eliminated you know the small brick-and-mortar stores who were the, their competition.
0: Well, that's part of what the pandemic lockdowns were about. Oh, these are essential businesses, the big box stores who quadrupled their profits and made record money while small business got destroyed And, and see small business could have done the same protocols as the big businesses. It was all a game to put these people out of business.
1: That's correct. And they, they took their PPP money. Um, they, did, they didn't reinvest that a lot of that money in, in the business. Or, you know, I'm talking about the, the larger groups or in their employees. They fired their employees and you know, gambled in the stock market and you know, um, invested in themselves. So they they made themselves richer, you know, at, at our expense.
0: Yeah. Have you seen the articles on the net where they're saying that the uh, so-called elite. Uh, more than doubled their their position financially after the lockdowns.
1: Yes, I have seen that.
0: Yeah, you think it's That's true?
1: Entirely true. Yeah. I, I do. It's, it's probably more than double. I mean, they're, they're they're the market should not be in the state that it's in, but it's being propped up by um, the money, in part by the money that was given to them um, during the you know the, the PPP um, settlement. well not settlements, but you know the um, contributions <laughs> from the from the federal government to keep them keep them afloat
0: yeah i yeah I totally agree with that and and I can't believe that we're not seeing more small businesses banding together or the remnants of small business and attacking this uh, they're they're quiet and they shouldn't be
1: that's true maybe you know they're they're intimidated or they could be in such a financial state where they' they don't they're not in a position you know to to fight back.
0: I know I feel like together. I have fought their battle for them real I'm very serious. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I have run articles on individual people like ladies that own hair salons, for example, the one in Dallas that went to jail. Um, mm-hmm. And and I'm looking at all this, and I'm saying, okay, why aren't they flocking to people like me who are defending them and saying, mm-hmm. let's get a unified voice here? Just, they seem to be just accepting their fate.
1: And they're, um, they're very demoralized, you know, possibly. And with, with all the negative, um, you know, media attention, you know, that has been given to, you know, the Patriots, I'm not surprised. You know, and that's, I'm sure, it's intended to disempower them.
0: Well, let's give some attention to the people who are making the Patriots look bad through the Reichstag mm-hmm. fire of January the sixth. And uh, you have some information regarding Obama's role in this.
1: Yes, and I'm going to go back, you know, again to um, to Maria Zakka. Do you have new information? But uh, Maria Zach from Nations in Action um, had confirmed that um, Obama um, had uh, had worked, was working with the um, Italian Prime Minister um, to rig the election against Trump for 2020, and that the um, the election was rigged in Italy. The money was was laundered through the Vatican, and that the company um, that was involved in switching the votes via satellite was Leonardo SPA. Um, one, the main um, lobbying firm that represented Leonardo um, is um, Ballard Partners, which was a leading um, fundraiser for Trump. They also employed a, a number of um, uh, Biden and Obama characters, in- including um, a fellow by the name of Congressman Wexler, um who crafted Obama's policies for the Middle East. They had uh, Obama fundraisers and Biden fundraisers on staff. Uh, but the very kind of interesting... Um, uh, c- uh, connection that I was able to make is that um, in, uh, in January, or actually in this um, in 2020, um, for that one time only, um, Ballard Partners and another group called the Group, um, the Group DC, um, represented cap- represented the city of Washington DC. And um, you know, prior to this point, you know they were engaging, you know they were working with defense contractors and you know different types of, of organizations um uh ballard partners in particular you know t- tends to um when it in those on those occasions when it, it did represent municipalities th- those were located in, in florida so there was a small uh, campaign contract or a small fee that was paid to ballard less than five thousand dollars um uh, before um, in 2020, so that would have been a consultation fee. Their partner in representing um, Capitol Hill was the group, and the two individuals who um, were working uh, on, on that project um, alongside Ballard Partners, which had rigged the election, and if you can, you know, anticipate that um, January 6th was organized to entrap patriots, it was intended to criminalize. Um, the patriotic movement, which uh, Maria Zach said, you know, expressed to be you know, the, the agenda that Obama was um, and globalists in general were um, concerned with rising nationalism, rising populism, um, and so they were trying to figure out how they could derail the movement. So that was this was Obama's agenda. Um, Ballard Partners, and as I've we've discussed before, um, was working with Obama's people to advance their their agenda, and um, uh, by way of um, you know, foreign policy and other matters. So um, the two individuals who were who were um, working for the group alongside Ballard, Ballard Partners were both um, o- um, Obama allies. One was a gentleman by the name of Sada- Sadafi Henry, um, who was a um, he worked for, in the Obama Obama administration as um, the senior legislative affairs director for Biden. So he was there. He was a senior policy advisor for, for Obama, who managed his day-to-day operations. The other gentleman um, is uh, Darrell Thompson, who was Obama's deputy chief of staff um, for intergovernment relations. He was uh, he coordinated um, the labor unions, was chief of staff for Obama in the Senate, managed his day-to-day political operations. So you've got the two Obama um, uh, alum. Who are working alongside um, Ballard Partners, and of course, you know Obama. You know his his um, uh, expertise is community organizing. So the, these characters are, are not, you know, they, they don't generally represent cities, but they they um, lobby Congress on behalf of big on behalf of big business, and they, they coordinate, you know, the you know the the, um, the grassroots activities and other efforts that they need to kind of advance a policy agenda.
0: That's uh quite a mouthful there you've really laid out the roster so let let's go forward here. how did they coordinate Obama's activities uh, behind what he did on January sixth
1: okay um there there were a, a few a few points one is that the um, the Capitol Hill police who opened the doors for the um uh, you know, the, the, the mob, if you will, to enter congressional chambers, the, the police were, um, were local police. They took their, their orders from um, uh, the city of Washington, D.C. The city of Washington, D.C. was then being advised, uh, advised by um, lobbyists who um, had previously worked for Obama and who relied upon their influence on Capitol Hill through their connection with Obama. So, okay. to, to know, I, I don't actually know exactly, you know, what their their day-to-day w- operations were um, or what they actually did on uh, January 6th, but they, but they were um, working alongside Ballard Partners, the, the group that had um, represented the company that had rigged the election, and you've also got um, at the same time they're representing uh, Facebook. Facebook uh, had worked with Cambridge Analytica and, and Bannon um, to kind of manipulate uh, the, the election on behalf of Ted Cruz back in um, 2016 when Ted Cruz failed to catch. Um, they then worked uh, on behalf of, uh, of Donald Trump, somewhat unsuccessfully. Facebook is also working with the Atlantic Council um, to um, challenge conservative media, like to, to fact check. So that's what one, of their, um, one of their clients. Um, Bannon, I think as we discussed earlier, um, works for for the Vatican, and Cambridge Analytica is a Rothschild-affiliated company. Amazing. I mean, so you could put two and two together. I mean, uh, um, you know, to find out exactly what they did, and um, I think it might be a thought to pull the the lobbying records and to find out exactly what they advised um, Washington, D.C. to do on that occasion but it was like the one time that they were the one time only that they represented uh, Capitol Hill and in the case of Ballard Partners it was for less than the $5,000 and somehow you know the Obama group had a more you know had a stronger um, role within whatever ha- happened you know with, with you know whatever DC's position was what they decided to do um, on January 6th
0: Do you have any information about their on the ground activities?
1: I do not. This is that they were the lobbying group. Um, lobbyists um, uh, um, are involved in coordinating. The, they work with um, public relations firms, with, with uh, grass grassroots organizations, you know, and they, they mobilize people, you know. So I would imagine that they're they're working with you know um, different community organizations. But I do not have as of yet. I do not have um, the information on exactly what they did on January 6th. Just that um, the 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 aspect of, that the, the police um, who <laughs> were involved in opening the barricades were taking orders from the city um, around this time.
0: So you think Bowser was involved?
1: I, I think so. D.C. Sauer Mayor Bowser.
0: I want to make sure we're clear about
1: correct. What talking about. Um, i I don't I don't want to I guess. Um, you know, jump to any conclusions. yeah, I, I can only state what what is there. Um, I do know that, that the people who were fomenting um, the insurrection on January sixth were the same people who were involved in um, the same like uh, network of of lobbying firms that were involved in um, uh, uh, of switching the votes on, uh, during the election. Um, They were involved in, um, uh, you know, know, Trump's team working with Obama's team um, to advance Obama's foreign policy. They were capitalizing on opportunities made, made, you know, made available through Obama. They were involved in in switching the vote. And then here they appear again, you know, um, on, you know, representing uh, uh, the city of Washington, D.C., when, you know, the the local police took some very questionable actions. Um, you can also see how um, uh, Ted Cruz, for example, who was um, Cambridge Analytica's uh, choice, was working with um, the Proud Boys. For example, the, the Proud Boys ha- had um, stated that one, you know, that they were um, uh, informants for the FBI. The Department of Justice was controlled by Obama. Um, they had also said that they were in communication with Ted with Ted Cruz's office. Ted Cruz was involved with. Um, uh, um, you know, trying to um, get some type of um, accounting for the alleged election fraud uh, before January 6th, after the alleged alleged insurrection, he then began to say you know he began to call um, those who participated terrorists. So he was kind of part of the agenda.
0: Yeah, he had to walk that one back pretty quickly though, because people his political career is over. There is no one from my side of the fence that will ever support Ted Cruz now after what he said.
1: I think he I think he showed his hand
0: yeah in fact Tucker Carlson called him on a show to confront him and Ted Cruz tried to backpedal but as my dad used to say the more you stir poop the worse it stinks and he came out of that stinking worse than when he went into the interview so there, there's no way he's ever going to be a factor again I think they can discard him um, but you know he always was a problem He was a problem for Trump but then it's kind of like if you can't beat him, join him. So he started trying to sound like Trump. That's how I see his his metamorphosis in the last four years. But, you know, I don't know if you know this about his wife, Heidi. Um,
1: she was Gold- for Goldman Sachs, I yeah, think.
0: Yeah, Goldman Sachs, operative, but listen to this. She's on the Council on Foreign Relations. Mm-hmm. And we believe he's a conservative. Give me a break.
1: He, I think he, he grandstands. Exactly. He, he lends the impression that he, he, that he supports um, the Patriots, but he doesn't if you follow what he, he does, he, you know he's aligned with establishment.
0: He's an agent. He's agent. an mm-hmm. agent um, for them. There's no question. He, he's like, can okay, I keep coming back to this but it's true. Fox News is a uh, controlled opposition. They donate maybe one tenth or one percent of their coverage to the real problem in America, which is uh, voter fraud. They're not doing enough with vaccine death, but they'll give you every other scandal to make the uh, conservative public believe they're on their side. And they're a forum for Republicans that come and bitch and moan and go back to Congress and do nothing.
1: And then you have Sean Hannity, um, who is involved in the subsidized housing market, making a profit. (laughs) I don't know how he has the time. How does Uh, he do do with this? What
0: does he do with this?
1: Um, I, I don't know all the details, but um, I believe he was working with um, one of Trump's attorneys. I think it might have been Cohen. Um, to uh, I think he, he has some type of uh, ho- subsidized housing that he, where he's um, the landlord. He's oh kind of collecting God. money from.
0: So he's doing business with an ex-Trump lawyer is a jailbird.
1: I believe that's the one.
0: <laughs> Cohen. I mean, Cohen's bad dude. He's he's really bad. Um, wow. Sean, I'm disappointed in you, but he sounds a good. He makes a good patriot game, and then Trump goes on his show. He was on his show last night,
1: and he will never speak ill of Trump. I think because his, uh, you know, he's financially in, involved with him, um, and uh, you know, of course, um, Obama had Valerie Jarrett. Valerie Jarrett was a, a slumlord,
0: you mm-hmm. know, yeah, um, I covered a that Garden, through... Garden Grove apartments in Chicago. Yep.
1: There you go. There you go. Subsidized housing again.
0: Oh, they—they they even. Uh, she had some uh, position with the Chicago city government, and at the time, the the uh, mayor Daley actually had to take her off of it because of the backlash of how bad the slum conditions were. They got public. Um, yeah, and, and mem- remember Valerie Jarrett. She's the one that in the 2012 election, when Obama got reelected, we're making a list of everyone who's opposed to us.
1: Yes. Was she, was she involved in um, turning the IRS on conservative nonprofits? Yes.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She sure was. Interesting. Yep. Well, Obama didn't make a move without consulting with Valerie Jarrett, who, by the way, her family is connected to terrorist organizations in Iran just thought I would mention that.
1: That's very interesting. And um, when uh, Obama was advising um, Trump's team, he wanted to make sure that uh, that Iran received money from Turkey in violation of U.S. sanctions.
0: Yeah. yeah. They're just a den of thieves. And we wonder why the country's in the position it's in today. I mean, we're people don't realize this, Susan. We are on the verge of being conquered and occupied by a hostile force that will kill as many Americans as they can.
1: And we've got the, the, the treason from within.
0: Yeah, and it starts with Millie, too. I mean, you remember Millie's comment uh, in the uh, Afghan debacle? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 we're not going to do anything with China. That's ridiculous. We would tell the Chinese if we were going to attack them.
1: <laughs> I could give them a heads up you know, and of course they're not going to do that because you know china was um was created by wall street so it's their their creation, and we passed all of our our military technology um over to them.
0: Was that a cold war strategy where I know we wanted to keep the Cold War going for profit reasons with the military industrial complex and the CIA uh, cooperation in that matter
1: correct um uh, on the on the one hand, we were you know selling weapons to the Soviets and we were selling weapons to the the Chinese and to Israel, and then we were pitting Russia, the Soviet Union and and China against each other to sell more weapons. Um, and you're right, it, it was one one big um, marketing scheme.
0: You know, Eisenhower saw through that very early on. I mean, in what was it 1960 when he gave his farewell address? Beware of the military industrial complex. Its influence is unwarranted, meaning unconstitutional, and unprecedented means never happened before. But it hasn't stopped; it's gotten worse.
1: It's gotten worse, and, and I think you know I, I'm not sure exactly what the percentage is, but it's something like you know maybe is it 90 percent of our of our budget goes to to the military. You know, think about how you know what we could be doing with that that money. But it, you know, we could be investing in, in our in our people and in education and you know, in business, you know, like, you know, Main Street, but instead, you know, it's going into a war and death machine.
0: I said something once to a person from Germany, and they told me about their free education system for undergraduates for college. And I said, how can you afford to do this? Well, we're not involved in multiple wars like you are. There you go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so much we could be doing for our people. But uh, that's... (laughs) I, I just reflect back, you know, this country's been steered by the wrong people for a long time. And uh, it really goes back to the early days of the uh, Industrial uh, Revolution. Um, yeah. You look at, if you just look at, and I know we're kind of digressing for a second, but mm-hmm. Europeans typically get six weeks off for vacation. Americans mm-hmm. get two. Europeans have paid maternity leave. America has nothing. And I'm not saying that I want to go totally socialist that way, but I'm saying the reason, like, the French can do this and we can't is because, what you just said, we spend so much money on our military.
1: It's a completely different mentality in Europe. Um, here, you know, in, in, in the United States, we live to work, and we have so many bills and expenses. We're, we're never entirely caught up. Um, and I think, in a way, we're we're wage slaves. You know, we have to continue to to labor in order to you know pay our ever increasing um, uh, real estate taxes. Which you know, even even if you've paid off the mortgage on your home, you, you never completely own your home. You know, the taxes increase. Um, same with with your 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 vehicle and then other um, assets you may hold. Um, I think in in Europe um, they value life and family a lot more. Where they they work to, to live in a way. Um, where they're able to in, enjoy each other's company take time to to redevelop their mind develop their passion um, they keep us in america on on a, on a treadmill that it becomes very difficult for the american people to um, be aware of, of what's happening around them to, to follow current events and i think that that in turn um, allows them to kind of keep us somewhat stupefied where they're, they're able to take advantage of us
0: i think that's a perfect explanation <laughs> I, I i really do i think it's They keep us on a treadmill. They're exactly right. Well, we need to take the treadmill and do a quick break. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something I'm going to ask Susan to comment when we come out of the break here. But uh, January 22nd, magic day. Mexico's joined the party. Truckers can't cross unless they're fully vaccinated. And that means uh, products shipped to America. uh, Well, that's going to fall precipitously, uh, triggering even more product shortages and some of this now gets into the food realm and in fact excuse me there are people i talk to that say that we are going to be eating spoiled food and i'll give you the history of that once we're out of the break because there is historical precedence for this in a tough economic time so i think you better think about storable food i mean we're we're now up to 23 impediments to the food supply that i've uh, drawn up 23 Uh, right now because we're not in hyperinflation we're just in severe inflation but you got a company that hasn't raised their prices and they still have a sale um, you can go with my patriot supply and we're one of the few uh, companies that did not sell out to the government when they bought up all the food and it's available for the public they don't want the public to be self-sufficient they want the public to be dependent on government well you can break that spell by making sure you have enough food. Now, Bob Griswold, resident expert on survival, says you need two years plus seeds because seeds have to take over at some point. DHS and FEMA say six months. You have to do what you can do. But I'm telling you right now, for 25-year shelf life, for food that tastes fine, for food that's high in calories, which you want because you're eating survival food to, supply, uh, to survive, I should say, you really need to make a move on this now. There's lots of diversity in the food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Go to preparewithdave.com and look at the sale they have there and order in increments of the sale. And you'll save money all the way through. I cannot stress the importance of this. Victor, fact, I'm going to give you the list right here. Food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine, tools, communication. And that's not a complete list. That's just the, the, the top veneer of what you need to have to get through what's coming. Uh, you are going to be starved and resource starved into submission by this administration if they get their way. They're already showing intentions in this direction, so please go to preparewithdave.com. Susan, I wanted to ask you here before we go into the next area we're going to talk about, but are you aware of this trucker situation? And, and let me just give you a quick background. Teddy Roosevelt made his fame because when the refrigerated car came in and they would have a refrigerated car break down and meat would spoil, they would treat it with dye and people started dying of botulism. And Teddy Roosevelt oh, no. created the FDA because of this. And this really kind of propelled him into a position of trust with the American people. He was known as the trust buster, but people of the day would tell you, no, no, he made our food safe to eat. Well, what I'm hearing now is that the food is going to be in such a desperate situation crossing the border on both borders that uh, grocers are going to have to make a decision. Are they going to serve food beyond the time that they should serve it, particularly produce? Mm -hmm. Do you know anything about this? Um,
1: I I know that the the Canadian truckers are um, protesting, and I think the American truckers are going to be following suit because they're being um, forced, to uh forced, having the vaccination forced upon them. I think there there are also supply chain issues where the um the um the products are not being removed from the ships uh quickly enough. And I I think there are issues of um of, of not having enough people to do it. And I think they're also requiring um, truckers to be members of unions and therefore Democratic voters and, and campaign contributors before they're allowed allowed to work. Um, I don't know anything specifically about um, uh, whether they're, they're going to be serving us uh, rotten food uh, or not. Um, my thought on this is that they, they may be trying to usher in um, lab-made food because, you know, they've been promoting, you know, bugs, which we, of course, Excellent would be point. around the eat, but but also to, you know, to offer us lab-made meat, lab-made fruit and vegetables, which could be you know, a new type of GMO product.
0: Wow. I think you just made a great, great point there. I, Because I, mm-hmm. I, I, we know the agenda from the World Economic Forum is plants, seafood, um, bugs, and the fourth, mm-hmm. oh, fake lab meat. Uh, those are the four foodstuffs mm-hmm. that they're saying we're going to have to eat. This may be the beginning of the ability to bring this in because we have such shortages.
1: That's a possibility. And, that, and it would also be in line with their, um, their Green New Deal to provide a more environmentally friendly type yeah. of... Well, us. that's
0: where that came from was the New Green Deal. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow. That's... Uh, yeah and the whole that's thing with the produce the way it was explained to me was it's not that grocers are going to conspire to poison america it's that individual grocers are going to make individual financial decisions to stretch the expiration dates out maybe beyond what they should so they don't throw away stuff they'd normally throw away and they can make money in a, a declining profit industry that's what i've been told
1: and they may be increasing uh, preservatives in food to keep them last, mm-hmm. enable them to last longer. Those would, of course, poison us eventually. And I think they're also p- putting in a lot of sugars in, in food. I think, that, you know, sugars can also you know, undermine our health. It's more than, than they're acknowledging.
0: Yeah. I, I just saw a thing from a cardiologist that uh, talked about our farming, how it's changed with the advent of uh, corporate farms no more rotation of crops they're they're killing the soil because they're uh, planting too many crops too close together um, and and so the soil is so depleted right now that we don't get the nutrients that we need because the plants I mean the food eats the soil as it's growing Correct. and if your soil's bad well then your your food is bad and this if, and this guy is the top cardiologist in the country in the world he developed all these uh, open-heart techniques Um, and I think his name is Gundy and he's developed all these great techniques and strategies uh, Harvard educated uh, called in as a consultant on everything to do with uh, open-heart surgery and he's saying we're killing ourselves with the food he said the reason that in the 50s people didn't even follow a diet they smoked and they drank and they ate fast food but they were one-third skinnier than we are and he said it's because of the soil with the food. I they were getting their nutrients. Yeah, exactly. But but more to the point of what we're talking about, I think you're on to something here. This trucker shortage is going to lead, I think, to an ushering into the fake lab meat.
1: That's a possibility. I remember like, during the coronavirus that um, uh, the farmers were required to... Um, to kill their their livestock.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know
1: if you remember that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that was totally unnecessary because you don't unnecessary. Trans, they don't transmit corona. Correct. Yeah, the Betsy the cow gives milk but not corona. That was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did do that because this was the attack on the food supply. Did you know that China owns 30 million American farm acres?
1: I I didn't know it was, it was that much. That, that's amazing.
0: Thirty. Yeah, Bill Gates is the number one private holder. China owns thirty million. Wow. That's 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 a national that's security risk. There's actually um, six states. One of them, South Dakota. I forget the other five, but they have laws against foreign ownership of their land. So it just it's it's crazy what we're doing. Well, let's let's go to uh, Bush and Obama and the Sarah Sarah and all that stuff.
1: Now, I know um, a lot of people were excited to see um, Nisera Jisera, um flash behind Trump um, on, at his recent rally in, in Arizona. Now, the um, elites are required to announce Nisera Gisera at least once a year. Now, whether they actually implement it is, is another matter. Um, the uh, Nisera Gisera J- has been um, a long time in making. Um, essentially, um, the, uh, the powers that be um, have been found wanting um they have established color of law governments color of law banks they have stolen uh trillions maybe more you know, from uh from the people um they have reduced us to uh to, to wage slaves um away our freedoms um and through the sarah they they were required to begin to reverse um what they had done um this was brought about through a class action in the 1980s um over uh, farmland uh, um, and where their um their uh, criminal uh, banking pr- practices were um, were brought to light um they have uh, um, uh, i don't i know that the federal government has been um, uh, forced to to implement um the, the terms of the Sarah um Bush uh, Sr. refused to do so, the Clintons refused to do so, Um, Bush Jr. um, had said that he would do so and it was um, Nesera Gisera was going to launch, I believe, um, on September 12, 2001 and we know what happened the day before. Um, The documents concerning Nesera Gisera were held within the the Twin Towers, Um, the efforts were being coordinated at the Pentagon in the area um, that was struck. So I thought that was you know, very uh, kind of interesting. Um, according to um, some of the, the folks who are working on the Sarah to have to have it implemented, they said that, um, that Bush Sr. was offered over a trillion dollars as a bribe to agree to implement it. He turned it down, wanted to continue with uh, the New World Order agenda. Um, when Obama uh, became president, um, he learned about uh, the trillions of dollars that are available in, in these prosperity programs, and he wanted his own cut. Like he wanted, you know, billions of dollars to, to be given to him, um, you know, taken fr- from these funds. And uh, he is uh, um, on board with Bush to um, to thwart uh, Nasser Gisera in, in any way that he can. Um, so what we're seeing now is that um, uh, Obama has teamed up with, with Bush and, and the Clintons. Um, they're blocking the Sarah to Sarah. They want to be able to, you know, keep these funds for themselves and, you know, for for their, their, their partners. Um, it, it's my impression, you know, based upon what I've I've seen, that um, the Bush clan is uh, backing uh, financially backing uh, the freedom movement in the United States. To provide, you know, hope for the people, but that leads them away from, you know, from the steps that they need to take, you know, to um, re- restore their own freedoms and to uh, to force the um, the government to uh, return the funds that are due to them. Because so I think there are, um, according to uh, the requirements on the federal government, um, they are to um, uh, provide. Uh, Services and, and and money and and care for the elderly. They are to restore the environment, um, provide you know different new prosperity programs, and, and to invest in the people and their businesses. What they brought us instead were you know Greta Thunberg. They brought they um, put uh, infected people into retirement homes, which resulted in the death of the elderly. You know they have um, uh, forced um, uh, hospital closures and and um, created conditions. You know, uh, that have resulted in the, the deaths of, of elderly people who are who are due money, um, you know, from uh, these different programs that have been set aside for them. For them, um, so I, I think that you know we, we need to be, I think, uh, cognizant of exactly what's happening. Um, I know that uh, Trump's people have have offered uh, or have have touted Miss Sarah, Miss Sarah, but um, it's clear to me anyway that um, they are working. Uh, with, with the Rothschilds um, um Trump's proximity to um, Wilbur Ross um, uh, who was his Commerce Secretary is, is testament to that. Ross um, <coughs> reorganized Trump's businesses he handled his bankruptcies um, at a time when um, his partners wanted to push Trump out of the casino industry um, Wilbur Ross kept him on board as a salesman. He thought he would be good in, in selling the agenda and on behalf of his investors, so Trump, even though he has done a lot of, of fantastic things, um, he, at the end of the day, he's beholden to the Rothschilds, and the Rothschilds had, had uh, talked about bringing in a kind of an inclusive capitalism, um, a, a guaranteed income, but um, you know, and uh, this new great reset that would allow us to, um, to not to own anything. And it, as I think we discussed before the program, what we're seeing is. Um, uh, these you know major investment banks, private equity firms that have become rich um, through uh, you know different schemes that um, the elites have have had to redistribute money from uh, the treasury from the taxpayers to themselves mm-hmm. are now in a position you know to buy real estate at you know the, to offer you know prices that are far above what the market would warrant, and through that appreciation. Um, our, our taxes are, you know, are ever increasing, and it's becoming increasingly un, um, uh, difficult for the average person to to afford a home, forcing them either to, to downsize or to become renters. So, in essence, they're, you know, they're trying to advance an agenda that may, you know, seem on the surface to be benevolent, but what it does is it shores up the money, the power, the control within themselves. So we end up, you know, essentially be um, living as a, as a, a servant class or, or as dependents you know we we can rent and own nothing and be happy you know they will provide for our every need um, so I think it's more of um, communism under you know a, a different name but it's I don't think that that, that what they're trying to do is um, in line with the, the true spirit of N- N- Sarah de N- Sarah
0: yeah well it definitely it speaks to a couple things that I believe They don't want us to have money. They'd rather flush it down the toilet. And the reason is, is wealth is relative. If if I have a quarter and you have a dime, I'm rich and you're not. If we both have quarters, neither one of us are rich and I lose some power. And that's why they don't want us to have any money. But there's also something else, too, I, I've begun to wonder. There's no question that uh, climate change strategies, their mitigation strategies, that are based on fake science. But forget all that. Their strategies have one central theme gain control of all business entities, all financial Correct. Uh, enterprises, under the guise of we must save the planet um mm-hmm. when we look at this other stuff like nasara jacera why why are they going after a potential income of people on that end when they have the climate change coming
1: can you elaborate on, the, on what you mean like what do you mean by going after people's income
0: well in other words in, in uh, it, it, people we have potential income that's sitting out there that's being deprived from the people by the bush people right mm-hmm. correct okay. so with bush and obama behind that movement why are they working to deprive the people when it's only a matter of time until climate change has everyone under their thumb?
1: I, I think they don't want to to give up um, the, the power. Um, you know, Bush was offered a, a trillion dollars. I can't even imagine you know having a trillion dollars. He was offered a trillion dollars to release this Sarajust era um, and to give up his, this New World Order agenda. He chose to keep. Um, the new world order having the new world order uh, agenda remain on track. I, I think they want to have money and, and power. Um, if they release the funds to us, you know we will have the, the freedom to do what we want. We'll no longer be under, you know their their control. You know, we can start our own business. We can, you know form our own communities. We'll have assets uh, to do you know to do what we want want to do. So I think it's more about control for for them.
0: Okay. Well, so it's just it's just like the second verse of the same strategy is
1: climate change um okay so climate change um now I, I think on the one hand if if we were proper stewards of our environment you know we would ensure that our, our waters are that you know our, our springs are are clear we that you know we eliminate uh, pollution uh, but they're not they're not releasing um the free energy device technologies that that are available they pollute our waters they, they pollute yeah. our airs yeah. and and the you know as you've said uh, global warming is based on um, fake science so it, it's less about um, uh, helping the environment than it is on securing government contracts. Um, I I saw with an Indian country, for example, where um, the Indian tribes would be provided on guaranteed subsidized housing. And then they would turn around and say, well, we have to make this housing energy efficient. They would then have, per tribe, receive millions of dollars in technology to weatherize their their homes. And then more millions for solar power, for wind farms, the wind farms would kill the wildlife, the birds, Hmm. It would not really provide enough energy to be properly sustainable. So it's more, I think the Green New Deal, in a lot of ways, is a a way for them to generate more contracts for themselves, more money for themselves. Okay. Under the auspices of protecting the environment.
0: But if they can shut your lights off and keep you from driving to work, I mean, that's pretty strong control, too.
1: Yes, it is. And I think that that's part of it. They want to be able to limit our consumption, so we might only be allowed, you know, to use a, a, a limited number of gallons of water a day, or or a limited amount of, of energy per day. And then if you go beyond that, you know, you could be fine. And I, I think they're also trying to um, have us charged per mile that we drive.
0: Oh, London just you instituted know, did, that. Did you know that?
1: I, I did not know that. Vehicle that's mileage
0: tax. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just read that uh, two days ago. It came in on the same day that Boris Johnson, because he got caught partying, had to relax all the mandates. And uh, that also came in the VMT at the same time. Um, So they're charging. People in London aren't going to be greatly affected by it, but people in the outlying areas in, in, in the UK will be.
1: So eventually, they, they want to force people out of their cars into electric cars, and then ultimately, you know, the, the electric cars will um, enable them to, to track and trace everywhere you go to find out how long you stay at, at what types of businesses and for what purpose, and ultimately, ultimately allow them to control those vehicles.
0: Yeah, and that's a really good point, but here's the problem. Electric cars sound good <laughs> to me if you had the battery problem taken care of and if you had spare parts taken care of and if you had enough docking stations taken care of. They don't have any of the infrastructure in place to support this move that they're already forcing on the people. Just look at the car lots today. This shortage is clearly uh, benefiting uh, Biden's plans to get rid of gas guzzling cars, as they call them. The lots are empty. Uh, What is it, Uh, used car prices are up 40%, uh, 27% for new cars, no deals, and there's shortages. So, that's
1: true. I, I don't know if you saw. I think around the Christmas holidays there was a um, a big pileup. I think it was on the 95 freeway in Virginia, in, in the snow, mm-hmm. there were two um, trucks jackknifed. Can you imagine if all of those cars, which were stranded for 24 hours, were electric? How how would you clear that up? You think that you know within that time period the batteries would be dead? You're looking at a a massive cleanup. It just I don't think it's um, practical. You know we don't have the infrastructure in place.
0: Yeah, as you've indicated. Well human life is not their concern. All I have to say is look at Afghanistan Mm -hmm. and the withdrawal for the evidence of that with this administration. It's just absolutely insane what's happening. Um this Nasera Jasera, what would be the um I'm trying to think of how to ask you this. What's the source of the money and how would it be transferred to the people? What's the plan?
1: Okay, that, that that's a little complicated, um, uh, but I guess essentially hey, just give
0: me, just give me a um, thumbnail sketch on it.
1: Uh, okay, so I guess as of um, 2013, um, our debt was acquired, I believe, by the IMF. Like it was, so the, the people no longer owe any money, um, and so we have been absolved of our de- debts. According to the de we um, technically we should no longer be taxed. But I think that they have been um, trading off of, and, and I, I know this sounds crazy. You know, mentioning, but they've been trading off of our, our birth certificates. They've taken life in, life insurance policies out on on each of us, and they've been kind of tra- trading us on the market like like commodities. They've made a fortune um, in the process, um, and so we're not actually like when um, attorneys and accountants began to look into. Um, some of their uh, their, their practices, uh, they discovered that um, far from being in debt, uh, America, uh, a lot of foreign countries actually owe us money, that we're, we actually have, you know, an incredible reserves. Um, so the money it, um, is there. Um, and I, would, I think the other question was, where, where would it come from? I, I, think, I know it hasn't been released, but they, they have the, the money it's you know not it's owed to us but how um what was the second part of that question
0: yeah well, what's the source of the money and 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 so what i'm hearing is is basically it's a debt relief program uh suspension of all owed monies to the government and to whatever but um what's the source of the money is it underground minerals
1: i i think it's actually it, it is um assets um there, there that could be you know part of it uh, i I'm not familiar with that aspect of it that they are, um, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to assess a value on those minerals and paying us for them. Um, I think this is money that they have, that they have, um, uh, taken from us by you know, trading, um, on our assets, like creating, um, uh, color of law entities. So I think essentially since, uh, the, uh, the civil war, um, the corporation of the United States that was established by Benjamin Franklin, you know, as a government contracting service, was bankrupted, um, and so they, they reorganized um, uh, the United States under a new corporation, um, and they put the American people as chattel, like you, know, as surety. So we had been generating revenue for them based upon our, you know, our, our very existence, and so that. Um, our our labor has, has generated that revenue you know what we 've invested what we 've done our contributions our um our um our actual you know physical i guess physical labor and and our assets um have um have been kind of taken away from us through various um illegitimate tax schemes um uh illegitimate trades um they've plundered you know the social security mm-hmm. uh, funds pension funds so there, there were a lot of financial scams that they had to redistribute our assets to themselves. And uh, since they were illegitimate, that money then belongs to us. I, I may not be describing that. Um, no, uh, I, I get in- it. I get from- it
0: entirely. Mm-hmm. But getting them to part with it is a horse of a different color. I do know, I wrote an article at one time, and I don't remember the numbers, but quickly, We have enough underground resources and minerals and so forth to more than pay off the national debt. Um, And I speculated the reason that we don't is because China has the hold on it.
1: That's a possibility. Um, I I know that um, Greenberg Traurig, a a firm that um, represented Bush, Cheney, and the the Florida Recount, um, they are the correspondence address for a a group called the the, – a council for energy resource Tribes that controls trillions of dollars of, um, oh, of yeah. uh, natural resources on, on native land
0: yeah I've heard that we're, we're gonna have to go into that on another show but right mm-hmm. now I got to give you due credit uh, w- mm-hmm. we need to do a, another part on this because I want to definitely hit uh, corporations like Vanguard and BlackRock and so forth and talk about the Native mm-hmm. American reservations but quickly tell people how they can follow your good work
1: Thank you. Um, my website is uh, www.susanbradford.org, and I have links to my um, my, my books um, and background and uh, how to, to uh, get a hold of me. If you're interested in, um, in reaching out to me, you can do so um, through the website as well.
0: Yeah, well, I'm sure you're going to be getting a lot of visitors. Thanks for coming on, Susan. I'll be in touch with you because I want thank to do you. some follow-up on this. Take care.
1: All right, thank you. You too. Bye-bye.